I'm back. Um, this is uh, Tennis of Melbourne Convo and City of Love. Uh, today, nine, yeah, just after nine o'clock um, on a Friday night, I am very lucky to have Paul. Now, Paul, you want to say hello to our 50 million friends. <laughs> wow, hello, 15 million friends. What a great following you have there, Tom. Hey, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's and, a, uh, and let me say, Tom, you're doing a great thing with uh, this since. Uh, uh, since COVID started uh, in March, so good on you and good on you for your dedication. Thank you very much. I uh, I was actually starting to to see people now, uh, especially this year, and people go, "Oh, you're the guy with Tennis of Melbourne combo." Yeah. I follow you, yeah, and um, yeah, to be precise, last year, uh, apart from the last couple of months, I only did it uh, on the weekdays. But um, yeah. in the first few months, when I did the combo. Uh, it ended up with two exactly 236 uh, episodes. and wow, that's um, amazing, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, some days I will do three, some days I will do four, and some days I will just give myself my voice a little rest. But uh, my, wow. my, my aim for my goal for convos, quality convos, is that I'm hoping by the end of this year um, I can hit, uh, hoping to hit 450 or 500. Wow, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of people. Yes, so yes. Again, well done, good <laughs> on you for your dedication. <laughs> no, look, the only thing is, I mean, it just I think just yesterday I was talking to a couple of tennis friends and I said the whole idea about Tennis of Melbourne is really about stitching up the patches, you know. I want, I want to bring it's everyone, correct. their values, their experience all on one table and, um, you know, we, we grow together as a city. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not like, you know, you know, people say dream big, dream big, you know, I, I'm not probably big as a, as a country, but all I know yeah. is from, from Nara Warren to, to, uh, South Meringue or, or Sunbury or Hume, uh, to, to where is it on the Western side, Werribee, Geelong and down yeah. South at Mount Eliza, Frankston, these Melbourne Metro, um, uh, places, these are, these are my, Control, no, these are my, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And yeah, so, that's great, Tom. Yeah. It's, it's a wide, uh, you're covering a wide base there and mm-hmm. and uh, creating quite a good uh, base of people to talk to, too, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, which leads to something I, I think that you maybe help me is that um, as a, I, I consider myself as, a, as an athlete or a coach because I need yeah. to make sure I exercise my mind, I need to keep myself healthy. So, uh, you want to tell us, uh, our listeners, um, how many hours uh, were you on the court today on a Friday? Uh, okay, so today I spent uh, almost eleven hours on court, <laughs> and that's uh, that's I, my my lowest amount of hours. I work Monday to Friday, so my least amount of hours I spend is ten and a half. And uh, so anywhere between ten and a half and twelve hours on court per day. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know where to start, but I'll start with the part where. When do you have your lunch? <laughs> All right. So, so my my lunch is either I have it at a various times. So it can be either at eleven thirty or twelve thirty or mm-hmm. you know one thirty. Yeah. So just depending on who I have. Mm-hmm. At that time, um, Tom, with lessons and things, so do it you, can range anywhere in that time frame. Do you ever have lunch on court? Never. Oh, no, okay. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so I always have lunch at the club, so bring mm-hmm. 
you know, bring my lunch, um, try to have some snacks during the day, mm-hmm. trying to eat a, eat a little bit healthier, um, you know, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I always try to look most times I get an hour for lunch. I try to have an hour. There's a couple of times, you know, where I might have 40 minutes, but most of the time I try to take an hour for lunch. Okay, so um, for those who don't know, today here in Melbourne is thirty thirty one degrees. Okay, uh, yes. 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 Now uh, I think tennis coaches and heat, yes. you gotta be friends with heat, especially summer of tennis. Um, apart apart from sun smart and all that sunscreen, what are some of the things you do? You know, before or after a you know a, this 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 kind of setting. Um, so, so for me, one of the most important things is to make sure I drink plenty of water. So I always, always drinking ice water. I would probably, uh, look, I don't know how many times I'd fill my drink bottle up, but it's, it's quite a lot. It's probably at least uh, twice every hour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's always with ice in it, so keep it nice and cool, wear a hat. I know I should wear a brim hat. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. Most mm-hmm. of the time I wear a peak hat and obviously sunscreen. Um, yeah, on my face and a little bit on my hands, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But my, the, the biggest thing for me is just the cold water, I think. That really gets me through the day. Right. How about like physically? Like, um, do you, do you warm up? Do you stretch? Do you do yoga and, and just, I mean, so I with, wouldn't say go for a walk. My, yeah, with my work schedule, um, I I do a little bit of stretching on court, and sometimes if the kids are having a drink break. But um, my lessons are pretty much all um, private lessons, so I'm hitting quite a lot every day with some of my um, elite kids or high performance kids, and I don't get the chance to do that much on the weekends. I'm fairly tired, so mm. I just try to, um, you know recap and get my body you know relaxed again and uh, try to go to bed early which is a key for me um during the week i try to go to bed by 9 30 because mm-hmm. i start at 6 30 every morning oh, um <laughs> monday to friday start. sorry i lie mm-hmm. uh, friday i start a quarter to seven but mm-hmm. the other days i start at 6 30 okay so i i'm talking to a machine here all right. I'm uh, honestly, I'm talking to a machine here, and this machine needs some sort of break from from tennis. All right. So, right. I'm, uh, are you yeah. doing anything outside tennis, like playing chess or having non-tennis friends? Just have a night out. Um, look, look. I, every now and then, I catch up with some friends. We go for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I, if I finish it, if I finish early at seven o'clock, but. Most of the time, Tom, I'm, you know, I love hanging out with my wife. We love doing things together. So uh, for me, that's that's relaxing, which we do, you know, together all the time on the weekends, whether we, you know, haven't been able to go out that much late through COVID and stuff. But, you know, we love eating. So we go out for breakfast, we'll go out for lunch or we'll go out for dinners. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we have church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So that, that's pretty much our relaxing, yeah. So with this... I guess lifestyle and pattern, right? Um, we, we, uh, so 2020, obviously, every, every, everyone's suffering in, in a way. Now, yep. I don't want it to get too, all too dark and too, too political. Uh, yep. What are some of the things you, you 
I guess not proposed, but like you wanted to do something different coming back into twenty twenty one. When it comes to say program or approach, or do you wanted to say, all right, you know what? Now we're back. We, we're going to focus on technical or fundamentals a little bit more.、Uh, we'll,、yep. we'll do the fitness a little bit later because everyone's fitness obviously has adjusted. So, what was?、Yep. Were, were there any differences? So pretty much for me, the first the first week back was just getting my athletes、um, just back into the swing of things slowly. <clears throat> Excuse me, but then after that. It got,、uh, you know, it gets quite physical with my、um, training sessions with the athletes. So I'm a huge, huge believer in in footwork, fitness, and speed.、Mm-hmm. So、um, that's pretty much the core of my, <coughs> excuse me, the core of my lessons.、Mm-hmm. Um, I do have blocks of four or five weeks, you know, where I I work fairly heavy with them and just tone back a little bit as、um, the tournaments came up. Over the last、uh, few weeks, there. So,、um, yeah. Okay. All right. And Paul, I reckon you'll be lying. I reckon you'll、yep. be lying if you just tell、uh, tell me or let my listeners say、yep. when you're on the court, and that's only time you think about tennis. Because I can tell you, and everyone, after、yep. the tennis, even after today, or you know,、yep. first thing before、yep. your your session tomorrow, you you think、yep. about all right. So this plan is this, and you're gonna plan. Or reflect. Okay, so so pretty much, pretty much for me, Tom.、Mm-hmm. I have my three to four week plan. Oh, already. Right. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So I, I do my I do my plan in blocks.、Mm-hmm. In, in about four week blocks.、Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it for me. So when the four weeks is up, bang, there's another block of doing something else, and then there's <sighs> another block of doing something else. Yeah, correct. That's a good idea. Yeah,、That's、thank you.、Good. Yeah. So yeah, so I know pretty much what I'm doing、um, each week: week one, week two, week three, week four.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and、okay. then as as they start to get closer to tournaments,、mm-hmm. um, then just、uh, again the plan changes a little bit. Yeah. So I just for me, it's it's a lot about periodization. So yeah.、Oh. There you go. I'm taking notes, people. I'm as a periodize. Okay, so、uh, without going to Sharing too much of your, I guess, your secret recipe.、Um, yeah. When you say blocking, say four weeks, for example, is it、yep. four by one week or two by two weeks or or you know、um, three no, days? It'll be, it'll be a four week block. Right. One, two, three, four. Okay. So one week after the four weeks in a row. Okay. Okay.、Yeah. And every every player player could be different. So one player could be you know one week on forehand and fitness, and then someone else would be you know、uh, I don't know serve or whatever their game. Okay, okay, okay. So all right. So what were some of the conversations or questions you ask, whether yourself or to the parents or the, to the player, before、yeah. designing this four week block? Okay. So the the, the questions I ask myself、uh, with with each player say.、So, Okay, how can I make this player better over the next four weeks? What do I, what do we need to do to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger in this area? And how can we benefit? And what drills and、um, what、uh, what things can we do along the way over these four weeks to increase or to get better in this area that we're working on? So I tend to I tend to make up.、Um, A lot of drills for that specific person,、mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for that four-week block. So, what? for instance, one of my athletes might not be as fit as one of my other athletes, or sometimes the footwork might not be as good, or sometimes one of them might not be shaping the ball as much as much as they should be. So, I'll work on a block of those specific things for four weeks. Okay,、uh, what if the parent or one of the parent、um, yeah. may or may not agree with certain part of the Plan. Right, so I'm I'm quite fortunate where、um, I have a lot of respect with、um, my parent with the, the parents of the kids that I teach. So they're quite、um, uh, they're quite positive with the things that I do. So there hasn't I haven't really had any thing or any parent say no, that's not right or that's not good or no, we shouldn't be doing this or we should be doing that. So in that area,、um, I've been I've been quite blessed. So. Um, yeah, there hasn't been any any issues with that at all. Do you communicate to players during these four week block? Absolutely,、mm-hmm. of course. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely, of course we do. Yep. And, and what, parents, it's very oh, oh, yeah. for me. It's, for me, it's very important to have the communication、um, with the player and the parents, so everyone knows what's going on, so that it, it's it's a team it's a team effort.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay.、Uh, let's just say if the athlete has、um, has a history with, say, previous coach, and、yep. that previous coach may may or may not, you know, communicate with that particular player anymore. But there are certain things about that training block that previous coach may had.、Um, are you comfortable bringing that,、uh, I guess, approach or program into? The player now, he or she may be with you now. Look, if it's if it's beneficial,、mm-hmm. um, but I haven't really been in that situation before, Tom,、mm-hmm. where I've had people come over to me and their training before has has been in a situation where、um, you know that, that the training blocks have been. Well organized,、mm-hmm. and and ideal, and ideally, if they were, then the person wouldn't be coming over to me or leaving other coaches、yeah. to come to me. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so they would probably they would stick with their own coach if they're getting the benefit.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so men, all right. Let's say, for example, you know, after two weeks in the, in in a program, right, and you、yep. felt based on the feedback and the changes with the with the, with、yep. the parents and or the player. Do you ask yourself the question that goes?、Mm, it looks all right, but it could be a little bit better. Maybe more and more, more intensity in the second half, or maybe we want to、yep. craft the, the the serve and volley a little bit more.、Uh, yep. But ninety percent of the rest of ninety percent will still be the same. Yep.、Oh. So, so that's right. So, what, so we'll, I'll pick specific areas、mm-hmm. um, that need to be worked on more over that four week block.、Mm-hmm. And those areas I'll concentrate more on, but still work on the other areas that I've been working on as well, but just a little bit less, not quite as much. So, you know, if for instance someone has a sixty-minute lesson,、mm-hmm. then、um, you know I might work an extra fifteen minutes on one area, fifteen twenty minutes on one area, work a little bit less on some of the other areas that are still, you know, that are going well, but just、mm-hmm. still keep trying to improve those, but build up the areas that aren't so good. So, if for whatever reason,、um, maybe weather or maybe、uh, you are unavailable,、um, yep. 
do you let other say your your assistants or other coaches within under your umbrella to yep. deliver a similar uh, and and just follow the program for my kids yep. or for 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 the other kids that they teach for for your kids for, for my your athlete, kids. no no i don't no none of my coaches take my athletes oh okay okay very yeah, and high. and mm-hmm. and i i hardly ever 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 cancel oh hardly ever wow <laughs> yeah the only like yeah i don't me yeah, i hardly ever cancel so um, wet weather, which which you can't help, but for mm. me for cancelling, yeah, it's very very rare. Mm. Now, Paul, I, I uh, one of the the stories we we shared, or you you shared, sorry, in, in the first convo, and uh, I actually yep. had a, I, I didn't drop your name, uh, but yep. I just uh, still fascinated by the the story that you said that um you uh, you were you were coaching uh, a player, and then the the parent or the I think it was the father or something like that, and were just constantly. Yep coaching the kid and then at the end of the session the 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 father wants to give you the money and you just say you know what i don't i'm not taking your money because you're the coaching the whole time (laughs) and uh, i can just i i i I sometimes i bring up this story because i didn't i just thought that this story is a it's just one of the legendary uh scenes you know um and you know what actually some of the parents actually uh contact me and they really like the story and then some of them (laughs) goes you know what tom thank you for the story and then i now i I need to back off um (laughs) with with my coaches a little bit so i i personally wanted to and behalf of tennis melbourne i want to thank you paul (laughs) no no problem okay you know the parents um the parents have to be for me the parents have to be involved as part of the team, you know. Mm. Um, and parents do, you know, they do tend to get a little bit um, more anxious mm-hmm. is, is probably the phrase I use, so a little bit less patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, the, I think the communication between the three, the parent, the coach and the athlete is super, super important. Like I always try, for me, I always try to keep my, my parents involved in what I'm doing Mm-hmm. How I'm doing it, <clears throat> excuse me, why I'm doing it, um, so that they have a full understanding of it. You know, because a lot of parents also they like to play with their their kids. Um, you know, when they go home, and most a lot of the time, the information that they give them, um, you know, could be wrong or directed in the wrong way. So mm-hmm. I always try to educate my parents on yes. how to do things the way I like to get them done and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I can just back that up when they're off court, because mm-hmm. um, you know I have some instances where sometimes I see some some of my um, some of my athletes, you know, once or twice, a couple of times a week or three times a week, and then <clears throat> I'll see them the following week, and you know, there's a little bit of a change here, mm-hmm. you know, in say the serve or the forehand, and I'll say to them, I'll say, look. You know what's happened? Why is there a bit of a change? I go, who said something to you? They, <laughs> you know, go, oh, dad or mum said something to you. Okay, so what's the rule? I go, if there's a change or if there's something that's different, call me or ask me. Okay, then we'll go through it rather than me seeing something different when I see you the following week. <laughs> I said that's that's the advice that I give the, the you know the athletes and the parents. I said. Now, if you want to try something, that's fine, but call me first. <laughs> um, I um, 
I I can just picture you having a lot of conversations after, let's say, a big tournament, or maybe yep. you want to,、yep. and then ki- your kids go elsewhere, and then they talk to other kids or even other people, parents, co-、yep. even coaches.、Yep. You know, they give them all these ideas. Oh, you know, if you do this, you do that. And do 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 your players come back to you and start training and goes, hey Paul, um, someone said so and so said this, so and so said this. You know, I'm not sure if 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 we're gonna、Absolutely. follow. Yeah. And how do you how do you start this kind of conversation and and making sure they they yeah you know it's, okay, it's so, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So one one of one of the ways that I say to the parent because you get that it's quite common for that to happen, Tom. You know,、mm-hmm. and. One of the one of the ways that I might say to the parent or the athlete, say, "Okay, yeah, look, that's all fine." I said, "But if you can't do that game plan or do this or do that," I said, "There's no there's no point trying to do it."、Mm. You know, so that's one of the big things. Like you really have to know, you know, the person that you're coaching, you know what they can do, know what they can't do. You know, like it's no point giving them,、uh, you know, a game plan against someone. And you know they're not able to do it, and then someone turns around, <coughs> excuse me, and says, "Oh, you know they should have done this, they should have done that." That's fine, <coughs> but if the person's not able to do it, well, then it's useless.、Mm. Yeah.、Um, when when it comes to game plan, how do you do? You, do you work on your plan? Goes all right. This game plan may not win、yep. matches, but can maximize your potential. Or do you go? All right. So based on what I know, your opponent is、yep. you know weak in this A, B, C, D. I need you to play out of your comfort、yep. zone a little bit and、yep. test out against your opponent. Maybe first few games, and then、yep. and then we'll go back to your your strength again. Yep. So what I try what I try to tell what I do tell you know my athletes and whether that whether that works or not for them or they they get into it when they play is. In your warm-up, try to have a look at some technical difficulties with your opponents. Hit some higher balls, hit some lower balls.、Mm-hmm. You know, try some things out in the warm-up. See if they like it, if they don't like it, and then try to work at it in the first couple of games. But <clears throat> most of my most of my、um, athletes have,、um, you know, things that they should do as a base in in a point. Um, and then <clears throat> from there,、um, they can start setting up points without giving away too, mo- too many secrets.、Oh. Um, but they have certain set plays which which they need to be doing. Yes, correct. Out of all this, <coughs> that's fine. Do you, do you want to take a break and have a drink of water? I can pause. Yeah, can you pause the first? Yes,、okay, sure. One. All right, apology, guys.、Um, just had a little bit of hiccups. Okay, so、um, I totally forgot where were we. Oh,、um, conversations. Oh no. Hitting high balls, low balls during warm-ups,、yep. and、uh, obviously、yep. there are some sort of、uh, industry secrets uh, that uh, you know you have to keep it to yourself. Now, my, my next part is: out of all the players that you coached,、yep. what do you think there is a common strength that you think all the players had under、yep. your guidance? Okay, so f- for me.、Um I'm a huge, huge believer in speed and、uh, fitness.、Mm-hmm. So for me, that's one of the one of the main traits that all my athletes have.、Mm-hmm. You know, it did, especially fitness, being able to last the matches, play the matches out, 
You know, sometimes you've got to play two matches in two days, you know, that might last two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing that I really work hard on is trying for my guys is, is developing a weapon on their forehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those two things are, are key things for me that most that most of my most of my guys have. Okay, so um, I'm I'm gonna throw you a bit of a fantasy question here. Um, sure. What is so unique about Nick Kyrgios's forehand? Oh well, so the the uniqueness about him is the ability. I think the ability that he has to generate or create so much racket head speed. It's just phenomenal, and the amount of spin he puts on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for him. I think that's that's a very very unique. Just the racket head speed and the amount of spin on the ball, and how hard he can hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you have, like I was, yeah, I was watching, mm-hmm. I was watching him play the other day, and um, I was watching you know some of the balls in slow mo, mm-hmm. and um, the amount of rotations or revolutions <laughs> of balls. The ball's getting after it hits the court is just amazing. If if you can have a superpower, just we're just yep. talking forehand here. Mm-hmm. Nick Kyrgios, Rafa Nadal, and Juan Del, uh, Juan Martin Del Potro. These three guys. Yep. Yep. Or if there's anyone you think in mind, uh, maybe Gonzalez. I don't know, but yep. who would you have, and why? Oh. That's I know. A good question. I know. If After all, little, mm-hmm. all of them have their own great traits, you know, like Del Potro just crunches his point, probably hit, hits it the hardest out of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, Rafa's forehand's incredible. If I had to choose out of those three, I would probably take Rafa's forehand. Ooh. Um, but if I if there was another player that was on board with the forehand, mm-hmm. I would probably look at someone like Carlos Moya. Oh, on oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. His forehand on clay or hard court? On clay, clay. Okay, <laughs> okay. I need to just specify yep. that. Yes, I agree. Yep. Former world number one, Carlos Moya. Yep. I think is he will he worked with Rafa as well. Um, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, but his forehand on clay is mm-hmm. just just sensational. Okay. Now, I need you to change my mind, but I won't. But I need you to try yep. to change my mind is that the last couple of years I've been watching in uh, and, uh, in men's, actually in both yep. men's and women's, that yep. the backhand slice, yep. it used to be a defense. But now, yep. especially, I think both men's and women's, I mean, Ash Barty, uh, Justin Hennon, yep. um, yep. uh, Federer on the returns, um, and, and, and even Pass, they're starting to yep. play backhand slice from defense to offense or even just an offense winner down the line. Um, Is is that something that you are going to potentially try for junior players or is it something you you find it interesting? Right. So with my guys, when I teach slice, I don't teach them to slice for defense. Mm -hmm. I I teach them to slice for offense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is a time to play a slice defense, which, um, you know, when you're right out wide, you know, on the stretch to put the ball up. But most of the time on slice, especially with my players, it's not for defense, it's for offense. Uh, do you prefer them down the line or cross court? Okay, again, that's a, that's a another secret. question for... <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> depending on one, where the player is, uh-huh. where the ball is, how high the ball is, uh-huh. how short the ball is. Uh-huh. You know, so you, so you got to play your percentages as well, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, um, I, found, I found a really interesting that um, um, there are some of the things that I, I saw. Uh, who was it? Uh, Shapovalov. Okay, so this yep. is serving, right? So what yep. he did before, what, what he does before his routine, well, he dribbles his, you know, through the legs and all that. Um, yep. As a coach for junior players or even mm-hmm. just your, your athletes, do you tell, yep. do you do you teach them swag or a bit of character uh, on and off the court? No. Okay. No. Just based on pure tennis. <clears throat> yeah, um, everyone has their own character. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't really teach. <laughs> I don't <laughs> really teach any of that. Oh no. Uh, okay, <laughs> so just pure um, like tennis is tennis. Uh, you keep it traditional, um, and okay, I like that. I like the big, that. It's, the big the big things for me with my athletes are just their work ethic mm-hmm. and their concentration. Yeah, and you know the rest is everyone's an individual. So, you know, some people are a little bit more subdued, some people are a little bit more vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's not too much over the top, then I don't have an issue. Oh, love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Um, since you've been coaching uh, so yep. many, and, and plus, you know, we obviously, um, I'm sure you, you have some time for uh, 2021 AO. Yep. Um, yep. What would be one or two things that you think the junior players between 12 to 18, what's yep. one or two things they, they can pick up from this AO so far um, yep. and then into their into their game? Okay, so um, the one, one of the things is just the total professionalism from all the players. Mm-hmm. You know, like their everything about everything they do, like their concentration, you know, the way that, um, you know, they warm up properly, the way they cool down properly, you know, their practice habits, you know, the way they're professional on court, um, you know, the way that they concentrate, the way they take their time, they don't rush through things. And the other big thing for me is just to try and be as good an athlete as you can. So all these all these guys are just super athletes. Yeah. You know, like they're running everything down. You have a look at that match. Um, you know, uh, the other day, the five-setter um, with Sissipas and uh, Rafa, you know, like the last three <laughs> sets, you know, Sissipas was wow. just running everywhere, mm. you know, and his ability to stretch out and get the ball back and just hit hard at end range. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Medvedev as well, just to be able to hit hard at end range, like, you know, you've got to be super strong and super fit to be able to do that consistently not just once or twice consistently do you think that um now is uh well we'll talk uh, about men's tennis now is it because now everyone know how to hit the ball hard spin everything and you said you hit it on the stretch do you think men's tennis in in this context um players like to generate some angles and generate some opportunities and also percentages you know, yep. using like, for example, serve out wide or yep. or uh, play short and then create angles. Yeah, well, um, exactly. Especially with the amount of spin that they're putting on the ball, you know, and um, you can see that they're really trying hard to move, um, you know, their opponent around a lot. You know, mm-hmm. get some hard, heavy spin, get it in a little bit shorter, get it in deeper. Just try to maximize the amount of. Um, of running from the opponent as much as possible. Mm. And yeah. in saying that, leading into creating angles, do you think serve yep. and volley is starting to come back? 
Um, that's a good question, Tom. I don't think it's ever gone. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's ever gone. I just think that um, some people just have some bigger serves. Like you see, um, you see Sister Paz, he has the occasional serve volley. Um, you know, Joker might have the occasional serve volley. Um, you know, Rafa's not a big serve volley, obviously, <laughs> but most most of the most of the good guys will do the occasional serve volley. I don't think it's ever been gone. I think it's still it's there. It's just that if they choose to do it every now and then, just to keep their opponents a little bit wiser about their returns. Um, shorter guys, Diego Schwartzman. Um, yep. Rublev, you know. Um, yep, yep. So for those short guys who, who don't have a massive serve, yep. uh, does that mean it's more likely for them to just work on their ground stroke? And because for them to go in the, uh, to, to go to the net, you know, it's you yep. just hit a, 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 a simple top spin. That's a that's a lob for them. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think these guys, because of their height, mm-hmm. um, you'll probably find that these guys will work a lot on their ground strokes. They'll work a lot harder on their fitness. They'll work a lot harder on their speed because they have to be out on the court longer and they have to hit more balls because they just don't have the power to put it away like the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that these guys will work a lot harder on their fitness and their speed, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, you mentioned speed and fitness is, is, your, is your go-to, your, 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 your main recipe. Um, yeah, if you If you're the coach for Rafa Nadal for Wimbledon, Four yeah. weeks in or four weeks out. Um, what are some of the things? Uh, not, don't have to be specific. What are some of the things you think you're going to put into to the bro- program leading into that? Rafa is going to play another five setter and and still able to finish that that last touch to 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 get to back where he was in twenty twenty five. Well, the obvious the obvious obvious thing would be to win all these matches in straight sets. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, look, you know, um, uh, Rafa's age is catching up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's mid thirties, what thirty four, I think now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thirty four. Thirty four. So obviously, the older you get, you know, over thirty, the harder it is to keep your body, you know, maintained and recover the next day. Um, plus, also, don't forget they haven't had a lot of tennis, you know, in the last twelve months. That's true. So there's not a lot of match play in the legs, but mm-hmm. I think come I think come Wimbledon, I think um, you know he'll certainly have some more matches under his belt, and I think he'll just be super fit when mm. he gets there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, um, last but not least, uh, I wanted to thank you for your time, um, but we are not finishing the convo because uh, because <laughs> right as of this point, I think Medvedev. Is yep. now five all on the third and won the first two set against Tsitsipas. Um, wow. Yes, yes, and I think he's thirty love up, and Tsitsipas yep. may get his uh, game broken or service so, broken. So Tsitsipas so broke back, did he? Because I think Medvedev was uh, one love up in the third. I think he did. He break serve. Oh, okay, just, okay. Just after I called you, so no, right now, right now it's five all, five all. Five all. Tsitsipas is serving. And yep. it's forty love down for Titi Pass. So if if wow. if Daniel wins this game and serve yep. out the match, then that is the end of um, Titi Pass run. Absolutely yes, and you know, like both great players, you know, so both done really well this tournament. 
Yeah, you 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 know what'd be funny if like if this convo finished and then the the match still going and City Pass end up winning. Oh, how how funny would that be? <laughs> that, that would be super funny. Anything can happen in tennis, mate. That's true. Not over. It's not over till they shake hands. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so um, while while this match is still alive, and Med, Med, uh, Daniel probably had you know, the ninety percent chance of winning, and let's say yep. for example, uh, uh, Novak and Daniel, right? I would just say Novak and yep. Daniel. Um, yep. What were some of the potential uh, outcomes or progress that you think that the juniors players can learn from? Um, Novak and Daniel. <laughs> I really like the way that uh, Danielle is, is playing at the moment. Like, he's right up on the baseline. Mm-hmm. He's taking the ball early. Like, if you compare him to Sissipas, Sissipas is a, a couple of metres behind the baseline. You know, um, Daniel's right up on the baseline, hitting the ball hard, hitting the ball early. You know, and Sissipas is back there, retrieving it, and then trying to hit from two metres behind the baseline. So... I think if the juniors are looking at that is for them to stay up on that baseline a little bit more and get the ball on the top of the bounce and get it nice and early, you know, like Danielle's doing at the moment, yeah. Mm. Um, so is Novak is more likely to take the big trophy home? Oh. Daniel's playing very, very well at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching it now. <laughs> He's playing very well at the moment, hitting the ball cleanly. Okay, so so Tsitsipas just lost his serve. So now now yep. Daniel is serving. So there's a change event at 6-5, and Daniel yep. is potentially could finish the match before the combo. <laughs> yes. yes. Four aces. Well, hopefully he'll finish it off at 6-5. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully he'll serve it out. Yeah, he deserves he deserves to be in the final. So he's he's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Now Daniel beat uh, Djokovic twice in the last six months. All right. Yes. So yes, are we expecting another one from Daniel, or is Novak gonna be because he's the king uh, of Melbourne? Well, Grand Slam finals are always different, you know, compared to other matches. Mm-hmm. So um, you know who who knows how nerves will go, you know, in the final if he wins this game mm. it's hard to tell very hard to tell how people react yeah mm-hmm. everyone reacts differently you know and uh, that'll be a grand slam final for him you know a good chance to win so mm-hmm. who knows he, you know he might choke him he, he might not you know no and novak's a great competitor <laughs> and, and do you think novak since novak's been in, in a finals scene for so many times do you think yep. do you think he's going to take advantage about the excitement that Daniel has leading to the Grand Slam final and then sort of like take out a quick, um, the first set by Novak yep. and then Daniel say, all right, you know what, uh, I'm going to play some tennis. And he- again, hard to say, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, difficult to say. One of them might come out firing quickly, um, you know, one might start a bit slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay, change the pace but, and change the momentum, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard to say. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So, women's tennis, uh, have you touched on any, any particular players or matches? Like, for me, I literally, literally shattered when Barty lost. Yep. Um, just my, my experience. Yep. Uh, what are some of yep. the ex- lessons? So, mm-hmm. so let me, let me ask you a question. Sure. Why were you shattered that Barty lost? I thought that she didn't pick up 
the momentum that she had from the first set. Yes, it yep. is controversial to say medical timeout, you know, five, ten yep. minutes, whatever. Uh, yep. But I, I feel like that she could have uh, re- regained her momentum. Should be her body should be fresher. I mean, physically yep. speaking or condition wise, she she should be yep. had advantage. Um, in yep. my in, in my in my I guess my instinct, I felt yep. like maybe Barty overplayed a little bit and then lost the yep. momentum and then her opponent just came in and just uh went on to uh i think it was six or eight game winning streaks and then yep, she and, yeah, and then barty yep. probably lost the footing and and that pace so yep. um yep. all that so, it's it's so it's, for, it's, mm-hmm. for me i would have liked to have seen barty just really uh hammer down those first that first game or two after the injury break like just really get on top of her opponent quickly mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, be a bit more intense, be a bit more dynamic. Just yeah, just get on top of it quickly, and I think that the match would have been over fairly soon yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, like everyone will say, you know, it is what it is, and uh, now yeah. Osaka. But it's, all, it's always it's always easy to sit. Yeah, you know, behind the lines and watch, and then commentate about it. You know, it's always it's different when you're out there playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can speculate as much as we like, but it's I'm sure you know she was doing her best and trying to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, but, Paul, I actually starting to realize a, a trend. The way you you deliver your your the, your part of combo is that you don't like to get involved with the whole. I guess the result. You always look at the progress. You just, you just yeah. like, okay, yeah, you know, all right, win, lose, all right, like, all right. So what's next? Like, what does that actually mean? Like, you, you could look at a Grand Slam champion, but then if that champion doesn't deliver the progress or that educational value, yep. to you as a coach or as a, you know, just or a, a spectator, or just like, okay, well, I learned nothing from this guy. Why, why should I? Look at him as a, as a hero if he or she you know wins a grand slam. So I'm starting to pick up the because when when just before the convo, I actually seen yep. a bit of our past convo and sort of skip around yep. and I realized yep. you never really. Fo- I mean, yes, result and goals are important. You know, win matches and tournaments and stuff. You always yep. focus and just look back and go, you know what? What did you learn? Or or um, just that little progress. Instead of looking at the ten, you look at what happened between from one to ten. What ha- what's wrong yep. with two? What's wrong with seven? Maybe eight did it right, but five yep. is also could be improved. So it's very interesting I picked that up. <laughs> right. So you think that's a good thing? It is a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> it, is a, it is such a good thing that I think, in my opinion, I don't want you to get in trouble, but in my opinion, I think parents should, should think like that. Parents yep. should think about the progress and not the result. Correct. And parents Correct. should think about exactly right. Yeah, exactly. parents should think about we, mm-hmm. because as as a coach, I look at the big picture, which is the picture at the end. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to be? What do we want to get to? What are our limitations? Or where can we get to? You know, what's the reality? Mm-hmm. You know, not not what's going on now. You know, not where we're at now. Mm-hmm. So rather than being result based, mm-hmm. you know, it's more performance based for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and for for those who are, who who want to know what result based right yep. here here's yep. what I think what result based in some way and after talking to like a couple of hundred yep. people yep. result based in some way creates fear and that Correct. fear and Correct. brings in some sort of short term satisfaction and short term you know, and the end of the day 
the victims are players. The victims yep. are, are parents who spend so much money, effort, and all that. Right. And then sometimes right. coach will have to cop the last final conclusion to say he or she is exactly. not a good coach. Exactly. So it does two things, Tom. It creates fear and it creates expectations. Correct. Right. So then what happens is, is there, you know, if you have um, a player that's doing really well at a young age, then you expect them to keep doing really well. As they get older, you know, so, so there's, there's the fear of the player that is two, there's two scenarios. There's the fear of the player losing mm -hmm. or, or, yeah, or you're not beating the next person or the next person or not winning that tournament. Yeah. And then there's the expectation of the parent or the parents mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the time coach as well, um, of that player winning that tournament as well. Exactly. So again, for me, me there's there's for me the only expectation i have is is the performance mm, yeah. um because i look at the picture at the end you know where do we want to get to you know um where do we want our player to be in 10 years or five years you know or when they're 20 21 mm. that's where do we want them playing at that age you know do we want longevity do they want do we want them to keep playing into their you know mid-20s you know, be successful. I, I can just I can just picture you when you say because you mentioned we. It's not I the player or I the coach. When you say no. we, it's including including the parents. And I can just tell. Right. I can just tell yep. when a when a play, uh, when a parent approached you, and when yep. you can sense that he the parent he or she is yep. not really serious about long term goals or not stall yeah, trying to, and then you just like so, you know what let's yeah, not waste exactly. time. <laughs> exactly, that's right. So if so. So what I do with my coaching is if a parent comes to me from another coach with mm. their child, I always, um, I always give them a, um, a trial first and mm. make sure one that's good communication, make sure we're all on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. make sure I spell out the route to them, you know, both, you know, financially and time-wise as mm -hmm. well and where it's going to end up over the next five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is the expectation court time. This is the expectation financially. Um, this is what it's going to take if, you know, you want your son or daughter to have some kind of a chance or a career. Not that I want to bring another can of worms. When I yeah, was, shoot. when I was, um, having a convo with some of the younger coaches and they all yep. said, they all said, <clears throat> they all said, in their younger, when they're starting to deal with, you know, whether it's hot shots or, you know, like yep. high, uh, squad players, they yep. feel like they have to impress the players or the parents. And yep, I can correct. just tell the way you go yep. about it is, all right, so you come to me because I've done something right. So correct. I'm not going to impress you. You you come here, this is a setting, and I yep. will need you to think long term, and yep. we can work together. Correct. Yeah, I guess, look, for me, um, and... Um, I guess for me, it's, you know, being able to work in a team. It's not just me working, you know, so I need everyone to be working. I need to work. You know, the athlete needs to work. The parents need to work. We all need a team. Right. Um, and look, I can't speak for the other coaches, but if, you know, I guess if they feel they need to impress the parents with dazzling things, then there might be you know, some kind of deficiency somewhere or ineffectiveness somewhere. Um, 
you know, along perhaps their capabilities or, you know, or their abilities wherever. Mm. Um, yeah. But they shouldn't feel they need to impress the parents, mm-hmm. you know, if if they're doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. We, that, we, that, we, that kind of makes sense? Oh, it makes a lot of sense, you know. We, well, we, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those uh, late night, talk we, we go deep and meaningful <laughs> yeah, <correct>. <laughs> <laughs> um just the update daniel just won seven five and a third yes, as we I, expected I can hear that yes absolutely yeah, yeah. so it's gonna be a, a a showdown uh i'm gonna prepare my popcorns on i think it was sunday afternoon i think but um, sunday afternoon i think it is yes yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. yeah and then tomorrow we have uh jennifer brady and osaka it's gonna be another showdown look at the right, end of the- so, who's, so who's who's your bet for that for for, um, for for the women's, I think I think yeah. Osa, uh, Osama. Uh, I think Os- so. It's yeah. very hard to go past her, isn't it? Yeah, and then her her solid and and also and uh, I just think that she has the whole package in the phone. Yep. And she's a new generation. So yep, if, if, look, as we spoke uh, earlier, you know, anything can happen in tennis until you shake hands. And yep. um, um, you're going to give credits to Brady for, you know, doing all the right things and leading up to it and the consistency. Yep. You know, that's the thing yep. about tournament knockout. You know, you're going to have consistency. Yep. If you don't have consistency, you can win a, 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 a game uh, yep, by four right. aces. But if you, if yep. you do it all your service game, that's a whole new, whole new, whole new level. So yep, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. And look, look, Tom, if, if I could give one piece of advice to some of these younger coaches is, Please? you know, have confidence in your own ability. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Do your research, you know. Um, do your planning, do your periodization, look after your athletes, you know, know their strengths and their weaknesses, know to, where to work on. But most of all, you know, have the confidence in your own ability. Don't feel like you have to please the parents. If you <laughs> find you're having to have to do that all the time, then they're not going to hang around anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, for those, uh, uh, this is slight, slightly change of gear. Um, for those yeah. who are following uh, Tennis of Melbourne, we're now rolling um, more tennis uh, UTR um, uh, around yep. around Melbourne. I did a couple of yep. in Monty, a couple of in you know White's Lane, just uh, all around Melbourne. Just a smaller three hour, half a day uh, tournaments. Now, yes. Paul, you've been to. I'm sure you've been to a lot of uh, setting and and everything else. What's yep. one thing you would love to see from a tennis event? You know, you know, one thing I would absolutely love to see at a tennis event mm-hmm. is the availability. Of of good healthy food. Oh, keep talking, please. I'm taking notes. <laughs> keep talking. I'm listening. I'm yeah. The the places that I've been to, um, the food that is on offer <laughs> there, or the lack of food that is on offer, especially when there's people there the whole day, mm-hmm. and especially since there's athletes there the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. Personally, I would love to see that to be a lot better. <laughs> you know, um, um, yeah, I remember there was a player. Um, you probably know him, Andre, Andre Mick. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I think I think I do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, a long, long time ago, long. This is before before his college. I remember yeah. one time, and this is I'm not going to say which club because it's yeah. Just anyway, so we went to this. It was this tournament, and he was there, and then he bought this ham and cheese sandwich, right? Yep. And he goes, yep. oh, and then as soon as he makes the sound, it got everyone's attention, including me, including me. And then I look around and he goes, how can this ham and cheese sandwich, three bucks 20, and it's got like half a slice of ham and they just unfold it. 
and that yeah. cheese is not even like cheese. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah and, it's and, like and, plastic cheese. Yeah, yeah and then <laughs> and then it's um it's and because that's the best um best way to to gain your food and you could argue right. he he you know players could could prepare or whatever but right. you're you're totally spot on. Look, this is something I want to I want to um I guess get get it onto is um healthy food for players and um. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. Because, like I said, the, the venues that I've been, and the many venues I've been to, mm-hmm. you know, like there's just, there's nothing, there's very, very little around. And even, you know, even some of the bigger ones, you know, they, they might have a ham and cheese toasted sandwich. Okay, well, you know, like that's okay for a snack, but, you know, like for lunches and things, you know, there's a lot of microwave food. and. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, Paul. Uh, for the listeners, where can they find you? Um, okay, so they can find me at Tennis Programs Victoria on my website, mm-hmm. and uh, my venues are Norris Bank Tennis Club in Bandura. That's where I am personally, and I have other venues at uh, Label Tennis Club, Millstone Tennis Club, and Lakeview Tennis Club. Ooh. If if tennis of Melbourne is gonna run a uh, more tennis UTR, which yep. is the most uh, suitable club to have the social scene, to have the courts, to have even a yep. chair umpire? Um, it would most definitely be either Norris Bank or mm-hmm. Lakeview. Okay. okay. And depending cool. depending on um, you know surface, yeah. that, that Norris Bank we have. You know, two anti car courts, and we have four synthetic courts. Oh. So, whereas whereas at Lakeview we have six anti car and two hard courts. Okay. Ooh, right. Okay. But both venues, clubhouse wise, facility wise, are very very good. Mm. Um, also, actually, actually, Laylaw has six hard courts. Yep. And Laylaw is also very good. And, okay. Um, right. Over the over uh, a few years ago, spent one point two million. Richmond at Laylaw, so another very, very good venue. Mm-hmm. Okay, Laylaw. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll mark them down. And um, hopefully, uh, one day, my team and myself, we we are going to jot down some some plans and, and programs. You know, we, we we're setting up this uh, uh, more tennis UTR uh, calendar yep. for the yeah. rest of twenty twenty one. It's going to be love to love to be involved. Would love to help. Yeah. Oh wow. There you go. My God. Yeah. So much appreciation. You know. Oh wow. Oh, actually, last but not least, uh, Tenants of Melbourne is is about appreciation, and this is why yeah. I feel like even even I've done a convo with you. I'm sure if there are other things you like to little things or big things to to appreciate. So, yeah. um, Paul, take take it away. <laughs> um. Look, Tom. I just think that the work that you and your team are doing is just fantastic, <laughs> and you know, I know there's um. A lot of other coaches out there that are also probably like-minded like myself and, you know, coaches work very, very hard, mm. um, you know, in, in trying to develop kids and some of them get down with you know, results with kids and parents and things, you know, so if they can just uh, make sure they stay positive, do the work the best they can, um, you know, just um, keep appreciating themselves and what they do and know that they work hard and, you know, put their effort in all the time and, you know, just keep working as a team with people and, you know, just uh, stay in contact and get as much knowledge as you can, mm. you know. And uh, I think that's uh, 
that's probably a good life skill anyway in anything, Tom, yeah. And and you, you mentioned a big word, it's that, you know, um, you, you sharing your knowledge and experience. And I told other coaches uh, about the uh, about the events, um, potentially yep. we can work together, is that during the event and maybe yep. if, let's say, for, uh, I'm hoping you'll be interested, is if the parents, you know, maybe bringing a, a 15 to 20 minutes uh, sitting oh. down with, with players, have a little break, and then sure. we do like a little workshop. So coaches sure. to parents and sure. also coach to different coaches and and sure. I, well, I, well if you if you had one at one of my venues i'd certainly be open to you know uh you know 45 minute one hour workshop of mm-hmm. you know questions and stuff from parents and journeys and pathways wow. no problem i appreciate that i saw oh my god my hairs are standing up oh paul you you're <laughs> the best no you're the best all right well paul um uh now it's uh for those listeners out there uh, now it's actually about quarter past ten, and I think you need to get some rest, Paul. So absolutely, um, thank Tom. Yes, thank you very, very much again, and uh, mm. it's great that you're doing this thing. So anything I can do to help, um, I'm there for you. All right, thanks, Paul. Take care and say hello to your family for me. <laughs> I will do. You too, Tom. All right, thank cheers. you. Okay, take bye. care. Good night. Bye. All right, that's it. Um, yeah, so really appreciate uh, that Paul is uh, sharing his time and experience and values for for our listeners. Uh, so my name is Tom uh, and your host. Until next time, uh, Tennis of Melbourne Combo. Bye-bye.